Blog Talk Radio. Hello, welcome to Snake Oil Radio here on Blog Talk Radio. This is your host, Jim Ventura. Thank you for joining me today. Uh, if it's your first time tuning into our show, I would like to give people a little quick uh, info on what we're doing here. Uh, again, my name is Jim Ventura. I am a professional navigational consultant, uh, professional astrologer, numerologist, tarot. I work with different kinds of oracles. I'm an author and obviously a radio show host as well uh, as, a, as a columnist. I do a column uh, that I've been doing on the Internet called Snake Oil for many, many years ago, the name of our show here. So uh, we do our shows almost every Thursday, usually about 3.30 Mountain Time, and we're on that schedule today. Um, this, uh, today's show, by the way, though, is going to be an interview show. I have uh, a real interesting guest to talk to today, so we're going to talk a little bit in a minute with her, and I'll tell you a little bit about her work, and, and we'll, we'll let her talk, of course, as well, too. But first, I want to welcome uh, Elizabeth to the show. Thank How are you, you doing? Much, Jim. Good. I'm glad Thank to be you here. For, Thank you. Uh, glad you made it, uh, so to speak. Although modern uh, modern radio, of course, is like years ago, you'd have to be in a radio studio. Now we get. Yeah, I did that when I was in junior high, actually. <laughs> did you really? Yeah, you know what? Yeah. I, I, it's, it's, you know, that's really fun too, actually. I, I, I myself did uh, something uh, similar to that uh, on, a, on an AM radio station, where you put the big earphones on and you yeah. sit with the big microphones in your mouth, practically, and you know, yeah. so. It's it's funny because when I when I I ask guests to come on, I, I get that a lot of times too, where they're like, w- "Where do you live? Oh, you don't have to come to my house, really?" I'm like, "No, no, you don't yeah. have to actually come here." Uh, anyway, so um, uh, by the way, uh, and I'll say this for you, Elizabeth. Also, if you if you have your, you might want to turn the sound down on your computer because you might get feedback. I think it doesn't sound like you're having a problem now, but just so you know, sometimes you'll get a feedback, so you do want to turn All off right. the uh, volume. Okay, anyway, so we're talking to uh, Elizabeth today, and she considers herself, and your last name is pronounced Dahlmeier? Dahlmeier. Dahlmeier. Oh, I actually got that fairly close. That's, yeah, that's a miracle. It's a miracle in its own right. Uh, anyway, so uh, Elizabeth uh, likes to call herself a, a soul usher, which I find very interesting. She has a number of different things that we that she does, so... Let's kind of dive right in. I'm going to kind of give uh, this to you, uh, Elizabeth, and, and just ask you to kind of tell the listening audience a, a bit about what you do and, and how you came to it. Okay. Well, if I was 11 years old and had this very strong desire to help people in some way, and I read a little tiny purple book called Why Am I Afraid to Tell You Who I Am? And reading that book, just opened my whole world to um, counseling. I'm from a real small town, and we didn't have counselors that I know of, but that book opened my eyes and my heart to that idea. So from 11 on, I just um, got on the path toward being a counselor, got my master's in marriage and family therapy from Fuller Seminary, and have been a marriage and family therapist for um, around 20 years and worked with people in all walks of life and um, marriages, kids, families, individuals, women, men, (laughs) you name it. Right. And um, as time went on in those 20 years, I started feeling more and more like I was walking around carrying a burden basket and didn't know how to really... um, get rid of the burden other than to set the basket down. So I closed my practice and um, a lot of events happened and I moved and began becoming aware of the difference between counseling and coaching. Coaching to me being carrying around a blessing basket and helping people realize the blessings in their own life and how to create more blessing in their lives. And... um, so I've been doing that in a number of different realms for the last three or four years. Interesting. So it's more coaching 
Um, yeah, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't, want, I don't want to cut you off here, um, but yeah. we, today we've got a. When I do interview shows, uh, the shows are an hour. Normally, I do a forty-five minute, forty-five minute show, which goes by in like ten seconds. So mm-hmm. we've got a little bit of extra time today. Okay. So um, I, I think you bring up a very interesting point about the difference between counseling and coaching. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That that is very valid. I know even for me, I actually I, I took psychology classes in college initially. And, and between you and I, I hated them. I just didn't enjoy it. It was really frustrating to me. I didn't like it. And I was really in a quandary because I sort of knew I was kind of going down a road to do some type of counseling work, and I was, like, uh-huh. very scandalized <laughs> internally because, yeah. I, of course, at the time, being 20, 19, I more convinced myself it was because I was lazy. And that was probably the words I heard from others until I realized that there was a difference, again, between counseling and coaching in some respects, even though they're really very much linked in a lot of ways. But I think the yeah, focus is a bit different. I think they're linked. And what I've come to understand over the last few years is that there is most definitely a place for counseling and there's a um, a real right. value in it for people yeah. who are in a lot of pain, who are grieving, who are... Um, who have, you know, really experienced some recent trauma or tragedy or just feel so stuck and have never right. looked at why they're stuck before. I think counseling is, is excellent for that. Yeah. Um, coaching, on the other hand, the way I look at it is, okay, so counseling is about where you've been and really looking at where you've been um, and kind of how you got there and right. how you got where you are, and then coaching is more about where you are and where you want to go and how to get there. Right. That's a great way it's of It's a very it. different mindset. Uh, problem focus, and this is my kind of judgmental opinion about it, but counseling is about problems and coaching is about potential. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's, that's some really good insight. Uh, I and would agree. And there's for both. Absolutely. I think, you know, I think that because I, I know this even, uh, you know, I've worked with a lot of people over the years in, in, in different capacities. And when they're going through extreme trauma, um, you know, I've often referred them purposefully to counselors or even, mm-hmm. you know, more extreme cases, psychiatrists for yeah. that reason. Right. Because they need that, you know, yeah. you know uh, it, it, it can be very valuable. And, and there's a lot of really wonderful, I, I mean, I've got some of my clients Although they would probably prefer to be nameless or or, or <laughs> counselors, and they have a psychiatrist or two along the way. Although psychiatrists yeah. always inevitably get pissed off at me uh, after a while, <laughs> which yeah. I kind of expect in some respect, and I I say that with love, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, that's a whole different theory on that. Um, so, but what do you you know? Do you recall what the what the prompt was? Um, Really, that that you know, I, I know it sounds like you're saying that it, that you felt like you were carrying a burden. But do you, do you recall what the prompt was when when you really made that transition, that that change? Because that's a pretty dramatic um, change. It's and very dramatic. It, you know, and it's funny because I I believe your sun sign is in Cancer, right? It is. Yes. Yeah. This is always funny because I. Uh, whenever I when I talk to cancers, I always see them kind of light up like Christmas when I tell them this. I'm like, because cancer is such an emotional, sensitive sign, I always say the same thing. Don't let that make you think that they're weak. Oh, yeah. Because I think that cancers often end up being in, caretaking and in charge of other people mm-hmm. naturally anyway. And in order to do that, you know, excuse my French, you sometimes kind of have to have balls of steel. Mm-hmm. To take care of that, yeah. so that's why I always yeah. laugh when they they react to me like, God, that's so great that you know that. I'm like, no, don't don't <laughs> con, con, don't don't mis mis yeah. <laughs> misconnect uh, sensitivity for lack of strength. That's right. So, and you anyways. know what? I I think as as a cancer and knowing several cancers, um, we have to come to believe that in ourselves, that right? We, because people say all the time, you know, you're too, to me have said not too much now, but you're too emotional, you're too sensitive, which equals weakness. Um, but And so I've had to counteract that belief within myself and find that really the waters run deep and it's, right. it's strong. <laughs> yeah. You know, it can be a waterfall if necessary. Right. But, well, um, and I the, would think that having that sensitivity certainly could be a tremendous asset when it comes to, uh, when it comes to, 
uh, you know, doing coaching and counseling work, yeah. obviously. You know, yeah, being able and, to empathize. And, mm-hmm. and yeah. to expand on the soul usher idea, um, I've had the honor of being with people who are born into the world, and, and I feel like I'm really there to support the mothers and fathers and child as they come in to the world. So, you know, I've, it's an honor to usher people into the world. And then I work with hospice and um, get the honor of ushering people out of the world. Out, right. And and then ushering people along every step of their path as they go. And um, and I think that all involves sensitivity and compassion in different ways. You know, being tuned in to the people I'm with, whether they're coming into life or leaving life or transitioning. Right. Yeah, and, 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 and you know, in, in uh, the bio that I listed, and we talked a little bit about um, when I put my newsletter out, uh, uh, for anyone who's catching the show, if you caught that in the bio, um, Elizabeth talks about ushering souls into life and also out in death and also through every stage of life, the daily living. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I always think that that's one of the greatest gifts of, of spirituality and metaphysics. I think that you get the weirdest kind of gift that a lot of other people don't necessarily have, which is really not only a comfort with death, but an understanding mm-hmm. of it in a way that I, I some, and I don't want to you know, compartmentalize. I think, there, I think there are a lot of, I think there are a number of people that are religious that really have a, have a faith and, and a trust in that and are not fearful of death, but I think a lot of people that are religious are also in it for the insurance. Mm-hmm. Meaning mm-hmm. that they they, they yeah. sort of the safety net. I was good. I I I belong to the religion. I went to church, so that's gonna make yeah. sure that when I pass, I'm gonna go into a, into a quote unquote good place. So mm-hmm. I'm sure I'll get people annoyed that I said that. But uh, but I think that one of the gifts that that does come from 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 spiritual development, of course, is a comfort with death. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it, it's really you know it, it's really powerful to be able to not be fearful of it, and I think um, that I'd like to expand on that a little bit about um, what you um, what you you do as a soul usher. In the death end of things? Uh, I would say all three. Yeah. Okay. Well, the birth end of things is pretty, is the easiest of all, I think. Um, just being there to support mothers, fathers, um, and, and be holding space, sacred space for the baby who's about to come into the world. Um, right. And that's, I mean, that really is the easiest and often most joyful, well, maybe not most joyful, but easiest of all. Um, it's, well, I and think along, probably it's, it's, joyful for, it's joyful for the family and the people getting the baby. I don't know yeah. if it's easy for the baby. <laughs> I, think yeah, I, right. always, my, I always think that you're leaving kind of the other yeah. world to come into a, a little body that, that doesn't do what you want it yeah. to do and that feels cold yeah. and uncomfortable and poops on itself. Mm-hmm. And I think it's tough on on the baby itself. I yeah. would say if, this, if the people get afraid of death, I'm like, you know, birth to me is a much more traumatic experience <laughs> yeah. if you really think yeah. about it. Death is a cakewalk, yeah. right. you know, depending on how you go. Um, yeah. When so, you uh, talk about the, the coming in and pooping on yourself, um, the first baby I was present with, or, you know, he was being born with my nephew, and um, my sister had a very long labor, and so finally here he comes, and um, he actually squirted poop on me. and Because oh, wow. um, I was right there, you know. <laughs> and, um, so I wrote this story about his birth for his first birthday, and my sister has read it to him every or for many years. And one of the things I said in there is, you know, that he spurted me, and that is his favorite part of the whole story. <laughs> right. You know, it's like a 14-page paper, and that's the part he loves. <laughs> well, and I guess that that sort of really christened and and really grounded the 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 the, the work that you're doing <laughs> in uh-huh. the most direct way when right. you get trapped on. You <laughs> got to figure. Way. Now you're in it uh, entirely. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's good, I, I, and it's good to see you've got a, a sense of humor about it because yeah. I, 
I, uh, I, 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 you know, people, sometimes I tell some of the most horrifying stories of things I went through, and I'm telling it with a smile, and I'm laughing, mm-hmm. and people always look at me, and they think, you're either the most enlightened human being on the planet or a total weirdo that you could talk <laughs> about something so disgusting or terrible that yeah. way. I'm like, well, you do have to laugh at it. It's yeah. it's funny, you know. I mean, you know, yeah. you're, at the time it may not have been that, but it, yeah. I, you probably laughed even then to some extent. Well, yeah, to some extent, and... Definitely later. Um, yeah. And then that's part of what I really enjoy doing in the in the middle part of the full ushering is helping people find the humor in their situations. And, you know, because if you can find the humor in it, you can also um, dissipate some of the difficulty of it. Yeah. And um, I really believe, and I'm... I'm incorporating this into my life as a belief and as practicality that change can happen like blowing smoke, you know, or just by barely shifting what you're looking at. You can change a whole lot about your inner life, your outer life, um, and it doesn't have to be hard and long-term and challenging like like the counseling modality I was trained in, right. um, it can be simple and easy and and fast if you believe that that's true. And so humor is a huge part of that, um, you know, shifting things easily. Absolutely. And, you know, and I let, let me interject this here uh, because I think it's an important thing to consider, too. I, you know, I, I'm always trying to tell my clients this, and I, I often have talked about this on the radio show, as well as in my column when I write, that I try to tell people that even if you go through a traumatic or difficult experience, it often, it, it's not even often. I think it almost always will lead to a really positive experience that will follow. Uh-huh. And I think that a lot of times the reason that that doesn't happen for people, like I had a, I had an issue myself. Um, I had a huge issue a couple of weeks ago uh, with my car, and uh, my car stopped working, and I, I went to get it repaired, and the bill to repair it was like two grand. Oh, I read I that joking. on your... Yeah, yeah. And I was joking about it with that people. I'm like, yeah, I have that in a spare change jar in the back room. Like, give me a freaking break here, two grand. And yeah. uh, then I had a huge family issue that surfaced, and I had a, a real problem with my brother that had to be addressed, and all kinds of things surfaced around it. But... The whole entire time, of course, even when you're getting mad or you're getting upset or you feel like you're being mistreated and, you know, when you're going through these these difficult processes, of course, my my inner voice kept telling me, dude, not only is it going to work out, but it's going to work out really well. Like you're you're purging through something in a way that will clear energy for some really positive stuff. And I got to tell you that my, you know, I'll I'll end up talking about this more in January on a a different show, but not only did I end up getting the car repaired for next to nothing, uh, I ended up getting it done for $200 um, from a different mechanic. But Mm -hmm. my brother who caused a commotion in the family and was very cruel to me called me and apologized to me, Mm -hmm. which he's never done in his entire life. And... Mm -hmm. Business and life is going unbelievably well for me right now. Like That's it's awesome. like it just purged through this pile of crap, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then all of a yeah. sudden it's like all this energy came out. And it's one of the things I tell people. Like it's almost a weird thing to say, but if you're going through a difficulty, as much as you're going through it, if you can find the humor, and at the same time know that this too shall pass, mm-hmm. there'll be a gift waiting outside. And get of it. the most out of it. Yeah. Get the very very. Well, it's out of it, so you don't have to go through it again. Yeah, exactly. Right. Usually, it is. It usually has to again had to do with some kind of blocked up belief system or energy or yeah. you know or some uh, some fear that you've got inside that's being reflected outward. And so, yeah. um, I'm guessing that has a lot to do with um, the work you do in that second yeah. stage, of course, which is the daily living. Yeah. Right. This past weekend, I did what I call angel an angel whispers retreat. And right. one of the ways that I work with people is to do soul collage. And um, if people want to learn more about that, they can look at soulcollage.com. Or there's an absolutely fabulous video that the soul collage facilitators put together. It's on Vimeo. 
Um, do you want me to give you that? Oh, yeah, address? absolutely. Definitely okay. uh, Definitely it, uh, plug away at anything you want anybody to catch, because right. a lot of people will catch this also in the archives, so they'll, they'll yeah. write it down. Okay. It's vimeo.com four seven six five five one nine two, and um, it's it takes about an hour to watch, but it is so touching and moving, both about what soul collage is, and I'll talk about that a little bit in a minute, and not just on a personal level, but on a global level, um, kind of the intention and the hope for how soul collage can touch and transform people's lives. And my own experience, and then that of my clients that I do it with, is that it really bypasses the left brain, where... Um, you know, logic and your critic voice and judgment and all that stuff resides and just goes to the right brain and the heart of who you are and who your soul is. And we make cards that are five and a half by eight inches um, in, you know, that's what size they are. Just intuitively looking at pictures and putting them together Um, intuitively, and then passing them around the group and letting everybody do kind of a a reading on what they see in everybody's card. And it's amazing. First of all, I believe each card reflects the soul of the person who makes it um, in ways that they may not even realize until three years from now. That's happened with some of my cards. Um, And then what other people see reflected in the card that, and how that reflects the person who made it is really stunning and moving and and um, very uplifting. So this weekend I did a workshop on abundance and um, go through a meditation for what your blocks to abundance are and work with the angels um, to reveal. And the revealing is what you're talking about, the you know, the garbage that shows up is revealing the your beliefs about stuff. Right. And so in this meditation, the angels are revealing your beliefs about abundance, and then you make cards and more beliefs come out. Anyway, so I made my cards and, um, you know, did my workshop, and I'm thinking this is really great. And the day after the workshop, I got so mad. I was just as angry, angry as could be for no apparent reason. And what, as I worked with that throughout the day, what I realized is there's a really young part of me that feels like she doesn't get what she wants. And so this was an adult-sized temper tantrum that got pulled up by the workshop this weekend um, that needs attention and, and that little part of me needs attention. And and trust that she can get what she wants. So um, I wanted to really go with the anger instead of trying to diffuse it or get rid of it right. so that I could get to the bottom of what right. the belief is. Which is which is great. And I, because, you know, I, I, this is one of the things I know uh that that sometimes i've had some some different friends and 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 people who are very spiritual metaphysical people um that i think are really awesome at what they do and what they say but i think that i'm always kind of saying that too you may have to look at some some dark shit in order to yeah. transform and yeah. you know it, it, it's 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 interesting how you know I, I always find that i shouldn't say that i don't want to lump sedona into one category because it's an awesome place but I remember my early years when I first moved out here, I would go up to Sedona a lot. I just love going up there. It's beautiful, and it's so cool, and there's so many more spiritual people there. But I noticed a lot of the people that I talked to were a little what I would sort of jokingly call airy-fairy, Yeah. where it was a little bit of that kind of feeling like you just you never want to think a negative thought. You don't mm-hmm. want to. You don't want to have any negativity. You want to push it. You know. You want to. You don't want to. You want to let yourself go into that, and. I always think that that you do want to rise above your lower emotions, but I don't think you mm-hmm. want to ignore them. Yeah, because what that, you resist yeah. persists. 
<laughs> yeah, you and and we even from an astrology angle, because all of this is all interconnected. We have yeah. we 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 went through this Mercury retrograde in Scorpio, and it brought up. You know, I would say when you get in touch with your scorpionic energy, you can get at the highest level, you can get in touch with your ability to manipulate people in the most positive way, to transform mm-hmm. them, to really see the real power that you have, to change the world, to influence mm-hmm. others. Um, amazing. The negative side is, you know, you might have to look at some ugly stuff as yeah. well. The scorpionic part of us can also be where we have to repress anger and mm-hmm. uh, sometimes a desire to, to fight back. Mm-hmm. To uh, you know, to feel, uh, you know, uh, one uh, the issue I had during that uh, correlated around the same thing. My brother said some things to me that were just uh, inexcusable, and then left it on my answering machine. My older brother, horrible mm-hmm. things, and wow. I had to fight. Ed, let, let me just say to to all uh, to you and any female listeners, add testosterone to the mix uh-huh. when you're angry on top of it. Let me tell you uh-huh. what. If, yeah. Magical combination. It's yeah. like I had to fight the urge to fly out to kick his ass. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's how. I mean, I was so mad, but mm-hmm. uh, it, but I also realized it was a child response, and it, it had mm-hmm. a lot to do with me. Um, that there was a little tiny kernel of truth in what he had said. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. he shouldn't have said it. He had no right, right to, and he and he exaggerated and was wrong about you know ninety percent of it. Ten percent was right, and it brought yeah. that to surface. And yeah. I think that's what you're talking about here. That I think that that's you know the Scorpio can rep- that Scorpio part of us can represent the lowest parts of us, but also mm-hmm. our absolute most powerful potential. Mm-hmm. So um, the other thing along the lines of what we're talking about is in a recent meditation I was doing this, and this isn't new, but it was kind of it hit me in a new way that whatever you're believing, whatever you believe is right. So, um, so for example, this little girl part of me on Monday was going, I never get what I want. And right. the universe is going, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> if I right. change that into, I have the potential of getting everything I want. Right. The universe goes, you're right. And yeah. um, so that, you know, you're right in whatever it is you're thinking about yourself or about other people. You know, my brother is such a horrible person. You're right, and then he'll treat you as if he's a horrible person. Right. You know. Um, so I'm uncovering what those beliefs are, based on the quote-unquote problems in your life, is what I um, guess I, I guess I could say I specialize in is getting right. to the bottom of what the problem quote-unquote problems in your life are representing as lessons. For you to learn, and and it sounds like you're using, you know, I, I know this is kind of a blanket way of putting it, but it sounds like you're using a lot of different forms of art therapy, mm-hmm. um, yeah. to as healing modalities, which is 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 really really useful. I know, uh, I know, I've not, a number of oh, it's so useful. Mm-hmm. Uh, a number it of is, different clients uh, that I'm aware of are, are are pushing more of that into schools and in other places mm-hmm. and another place. I'm seeing it going is is toward uh, retirement homes, uh-huh. and I love that idea. I think that mm-hmm. is brilliant as well because and, it's and amazing. And helping helping um, at certain points along the way, helping um, the dying population to right embrace you know where they are or or to help them let go of their life and move on, you know, and right. to help the the people who are left. Um, it's great for kids to express themselves when they don't necessarily have the words to talk about it. Yeah. Um, art's a That's wonderful true. way. True, right. They may not have the vernacular kids. to right to express mm-hmm. it. Yeah, especially for really little children, I would think, uh-huh. too. But even yeah. adult ones as well. Yeah. Um, and then another thing I do is energy healing and... Um, I was I was attuned to Reiki um, about a year and a half or two ago, and that also just opened the doors. It kind of allowed me to give myself permission to do something that comes very naturally, which is the energy healing thing. So mm-hmm. putting that together with coaching, um, you know, if somebody's stuck, 
we just can energetically kind of feel where it is and and move it through um, Reiki and through this body tapping. It's not EFT, but it's a different kind of body tapping routine that um, was kind of just given to me angelically and um, actually move duck energy, uh, draw it up and then move it out and and then do a coaching session after that, you know, when, when the energy field is clearer. So um, it's a really great combination. I, well, and you're mentioning um, you, you let, let me let me uh, for for our listeners here too might have this question, and I, I will I'll open the phone lines up a little bit, uh, guys. We're able to get one or two callers in today, but um, uh, one one thing I, w- I would ask about is you mentioned the angelic connection. So, uh-huh. what is your perspective and philosophy on that? I, I certainly have my own, but I always like to ask um, other people what their what their perspective is on um, the the assistance from the angelic realm. Uh, I believe they're here and um, surrounding us. Each person with a definite, specific guardian angel, and then the rest of the angelic field, which I think is um, infinite, is available to help us, uh, they just wait for us to ask and um, and then to learn about them in order to to receive the kind of help they give because I think different angels offer different kinds right. of assistance. So, um, so learning about them in a, you know, you can read books to learn about them, but also how does a certain angel show up in your life uh, in, for you specifically? Like, um, I remember my probably my first really powerful experience with Archangel Raphael. I was doing an um, energy clearing at a house and um, looked out of the corner of my eye and this brilliant green plant was growing outside that I had never seen before. And um, it's like, oh my gosh, that must be Raphael's color of green. It was just right. brilliant green. And then right after I noticed that, I got this whiff of, eucalyptus and so that's one way that he gets my attention to let me know he's available um, is I'll just smell eucalyptus or you know or see that green and so everywhere I go I'm looking for the colors that stand out and and I I've learned to associate different colors with with different angels and um, so it's like they're one way that they communicate with me about their presence. It's for that, and, and, and I'm really glad that that you're you're, you're talking about this um, because I'm always trying to explain this to clients too about because people will say, "How do you get more guides? How do you get more helpers? How do you get the assistance?" And I always say the same thing you kind of just said in that respect. You have to ask. Yeah. You just ask, and then and you ask, and, you know, not not like you know. Angrily, <laughs> you, no. you ask and you you open the door. You say I'm willing, and because uh, I know mine, you, people have different little angelic kind of connectors. And mm-hmm. for me, um, it, it's always it's been white feathers, mm, and yeah. I can't. I, you know, I see them all the time, and my of course my ego mind is always like that's because pigeons and you know right. birds leave white feathers, dude. You know what I mean? But yeah. some of them have been in the most bizarre places. I once got in my car, I was completely worrying and stressing about um, a financial issue, and I was flipping out, and I got in the car, and there was one sitting on the seat of my car, mm-hmm. and I have no idea how it possibly could have gotten there since the windows were closed, unless it like yeah. stuck to me. Again, I kind of analyzed it for a minute, and I was like, ah, who cares? Your life yeah. is already incredibly weird. So I was like, so that's my message is that they're around yeah. They're taking care of things, but it is. It's just that 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 ability to ask, and then of course, and being aware of how yeah. they answer, because they may not answer in a way that you, with with limited vision, expect them to. Um, but you know, another way I see them a lot is in the clouds. I see angel formations in the clouds um, a right. lot, and it's just you know, to me that's the Method of we're just here, we're here, we're available, we're waiting, we're, right. we're helping even behind the scenes or above the scenes, and that's that 
And yeah, then sometimes it's just I do hear them talk to me, and I've been working or uh, I've been opening, I should say, myself in the last um, few months and really being able to hear them and receive messages and communicate and messages And that's been a pretty amazing experience right. for me and other people as well. Yes, definitely. Uh, it's great. Yeah, it, it, it's about opening the door and then more and more these things just kind of, 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 of happen, like it becomes just a, a common part of your experience almost mm-hmm. to some extent once you once you mm-hmm. get more, more comfortable with it. Um, so let's uh, – I want to I keep on this subject. I know you've got a lot more to talk about. I do have a caller. I'm, I think I'm going to take this caller. Um, okay. And uh, I'm gonna let me give the call in, the call in number for anybody listening to the show live. Uh, the guest call in number here for at Snake Oil Radio. If you want to uh, have a question or, or a comment for Elizabeth today, is six four six two hundred three nine six six. You might need to dial a one before that, guys. But it's six four six two hundred three nine six six. I'm gonna be able to take one or two calls because we have a lot more to talk about. And I, I want to keep the calls down to just about four or five minutes, um, but uh, we will welcome uh, a couple of callers today. So let's see. Let me take this first call. Okay, nine one four. Welcome to uh, Snake Oil Radio. Hello. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. I was just was curious. I went to call in and talk to you guys. Um, so I understand that you know it's a you are a navigation consultant doing astrology runes and tarot. Correct. Um, do you do general readings? I do. Um, uh, I, 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 on 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 the sh- my normal show, I do usually the last ten or twenty minutes of a show. I'll, I'll I'll take a couple of callers for a quick question or two. But today I'm actually doing an interview show, so I'm not going to be doing uh, many uh, many reads today. Oh, I'm but, sorry. Uh, okay, I misunderstood. What's that? Oh, okay. I I thought that I'm like a calling. I'm sorry. I didn't realize you was doing. Oh no, that's okay. You just just call in during during another show. You'll you, if you if you catch and you get signed up for the show, you'll see the shows. I'll say certain shows. I'll I'll take more calls that way. Uh, but when we do the interview shows, um, we're really getting a lot of information from my guest, and we, we're going to just continue on that topic though. But um, what's your name, by the way? Charles. Okay, Charles. Yeah. So please do feel free to call in again at another show, and we'll we'll, we'll pull a card or two for you. Okay. All right, thank you. All right, thanks for calling. Okay, all right. Yeah, okay. Uh, are you there, Elizabeth? Yes, I am. Okay, i got to make sure I, I got that. All right, so, yeah, thanks for the call, Charles. Yeah, call in uh, another show. We, we're kind of one. Uh, uh, if anybody else wants to call in, um, uh, we, we certainly, if, you, if you've if you got questions uh, for Elizabeth or about the subject that we're talking about today, uh, feel free to call in. Otherwise, we can continue on with our interview. Uh, okay, so what we were on last year, we were talking about... Uh, angels. About angels, yes, exactly. Okay, so uh, do you want to elaborate a little more on that? Um, or shift gears? Well, okay, sure. Another way that I have found... Angels um, communicate with me and, and with a few other people I know is in numbers. And there's a book by Doreen Bird. She's called Angel Numbers 101. And um, she goes from the number zero to 999 with a little message that the numbers mean. Um, you know, and they're, they're pretty general statements, but I have found over and over. I'll be driving along and I see somebody's license plate and I keep one of these books in my car. And um, when I get to a stop sign or stoplight, I open the book and, like, say it's 114. I'll look up number 114. And so many times that message coincides with my inner chatter. Right. Um, As an answer or as a third, mostly as encouragement and just, you know, keep on keeping on because you're on the right path. And so if I'm worrying about money, I'll see a lot of numbers, license plates or street signs or whatever that have page numbers, dates that have sixes and that stuff, you know, financial security. Or if I'm wondering right. about my life purpose, I'll see a whole bunch of nines everywhere. Um, so that's been another way that I I am open to receiving um, messages from angels and I encourage people to do that. It's fun, it's lighthearted, and it's 
and it um, is helpful. Yeah, you know, I, I Doreen Virtue is an amazing author, um, really, really amazing. Um, I could I could go on with uh, you know ad nauseum on that. It's just one of the most talented. Uh, people in, in this in this arena, and and one of the things you know, it's funny because I'll get clients that will say, I want to learn how to read tarot cards, I want to learn astrology, I you know, I'm really eager to learn how to read an oracle, and I'm always like, let me give you a suggestion, get a deck of angel cards. Mm-hmm. I'm like, a million yeah. times easier to learn, and and it it's really powerful as a as a, as an opening. You know, I uh-huh. would say that like learning tarot is like skipping uh, sub, subtraction and division and going straight to calculus. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's yeah. not an easy oracle to learn. Uh, yeah. It's the same with astrology. You can do it. I don't want to dissuade anybody, but it, it, right. it's, you're, you're really jumping into some big stuff when you're doing that. And yet, um, mm-hmm. angel cards and 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 these type of things are really amazing ways to make that kind of a contact and make that type of connection mm-hmm. at, at a very personal level. And that angel level. numbers book. You know, yeah. we're surrounded by numbers. Look at the sign. It's four ten right now. So that would be a great. Uh, thing, look in the angel numbers book and see what it says. Right. And if you keep seeing the same number over and over, there's a definite message in that for you. <laughs> yeah, you know? that they, they you know, I, I just, the, the client that just left my office is a, is a young girl uh, about 20, uh, maybe 22. I have to think about that. She was born in 1990. So, yeah. Uh, she, uh, and she's obsessively, compulsively studying numerology now. And mm-hmm. she's thrilled, but it was really fun to talk to her because she's really, she was really sweet. But I forget about that early age when you're that young about how if you're really getting to metaphysical stuff, like you're almost in the closet about it. Yeah. To some extent, because people are going to think you're a weirdo, and that's a little tough yeah. to take on when you're 21. Yeah. Yeah. And I forget that because I'm like a thousand. Um, right. <laughs> so I'm just so like I could not give a crap if someone doesn't agree with me or thinks I'm yeah. weird or thinks I'm odd. I don't care. Get away from me. Yeah. <laughs> Meaningless to me now. But I I had forgotten that, and it was really funny to have that connective. But really excited. Uh, ni- really nice to see someone so young, so excited mm-hmm. about numerology and numbers and and all of those things. You could just mm-hmm. tell. I mean, she just she couldn't smack the grin off her face Absolutely. when she left. She was excited learning it. You know. And mm-hmm. I was, like, so uh, that's great. I didn't know about the uh, that that number book. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, it's it's another one that's you know very simple and and easy to learn, and you start to see the themes of the numbers as you work with it. Um, the other thing, speaking about the passionate about learning, last um, December, December thirty first, actually last year, I met an astrologer down in Phoenix, and um, she and I just hit it off like. You know, like, okay, we met, now let's go forward. And um, she's very much about helping people discover their soul's purpose and um, and that sort of thing, as am I. But she does it from a, an astrological point of view, and I do right. it from many other points of view. Mm-hmm. And so we're in the process of putting that together as a coaching program because I really believe, from working with her, that if somebody's ready the type of coaching that we're putting together using astrology and coaching can really and truly cut through 20 years of therapy and um, get people where they can look at their life today without a lot of emotional attachment to the past. Look at today and look at the potential in their chart and then through coaching come up with very specific steps about how to realize your potential. And um, it's very, very exciting, and it's helped me immensely. And so I'm giving her, like, a lot of the coaching, counseling side of things. I'm teaching her, I guess, and supporting her in that. And she's um, teaching me astrology. And she has a different take on it than traditional astrology, which is a lot easier for me to understand. It it seems like it's more right brain than very um very technical like it seems like traditional astrology speech. So for example, there are four points in the chart. One um is a combination of points that can uh, help you uncover your full purpose, why your soul is here. And then what you're here to learn is another point. 
and um, how you learn it is another point, and then what it looks like for the world when you're aligned, which is full purpose, is a fourth point. And, it sounds um, like the it sounds like the the primary cusp. I'm an astrologer, so you 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 yeah. my, you're pushing my math brain. <laughs> so it, it sounds it, like the nadar, the midheaven, the descendant, and the ascendant. It, it be, isn't actually. It's not. The, no, why? What you're here to learn is the is the or the nadar. Yeah. Right. But the the um, full purpose is a combination of points, and then the. Um, the moon is your um, is what you're here to learn, and your oh, I just lost it. Your sun That's okay, is what right? it looks like when you're in alignment. Right, right. Um, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. It's it's well, and it sounds like um, it's a good combination uh, that that you're working with her. Do you do you actually work together uh, with mm-hmm. people? Um, what's her name, by the way? We did. What's her name? Yeah. Is that what you said? Yeah. Arlene Oakland. Okay, just yeah. So we, you know, uh, as well, uh, if anybody wants to yeah. check out her her stuff as well. Um, she and I do but, a, um, a program called Chart and Soul. So you know, it looks at people's charts and then and then goes into um, how what is your soul's purpose. What gets in the way of you accomplishing your soul's purpose in the way of inconvenience primarily? And then um, what does your soul's purpose look like? Make a soul flashcard. Make a dream board that is a visual reminder of what your greatest potential is and how to, how to go about it, you know? It's, it's a beautiful, complete, holistic coaching program. That if people are ready, and that's that's the thing, if they're in a victim mentality, this isn't going to work. Because they're not right. ready to take it and, and step into the steps they have to take to change their life. And if, if they're ready to give up the victim mentality and be accountable for their choices, past, present, and future, um, wonders can take place in a short period of time. Right. I think you know. Again, it's a it's an excellent uh, kind of point to bring up. I, I think you know when I talk to people too, I often bring this up. It's actually you know when you have any type of difficulty, you have to briefly experience a victim consciousness. Mm-hmm. In other words, I mean, even if somebody cuts you off when you're driving. Yeah. You of course run the tape of you know the road is full of assholes and uh, we're allowed to say that by the way because I rate the show mature. <laughs> the road is full of blah blah blah. This always happens to me. People, you know, I think it's a natural thing, but I think growth comes from then moving to the next thing and saying, okay, now I, now what do I do to get past this? You know, mm-hmm. now now how do how do I transform that energy? Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes people. And here's say one stuff. other thought about that. Look at the license plate that just cut you off, right? And see what the angel's message to you is in that moment, right? That's oh, absolutely. Yeah. Right away, you could right, and you could also turn it into something like you know that you can turn it into something interesting as mm-hmm. well too. I mean, most mm-hmm. of the time when people are cutting me off and, and driving too fast around me, I just let them pass me, yeah, because I don't want a ticket. And mm-hmm. if they want one, they have their right to, mm-hmm. to get a speaking ticket. Like, to me, that's my logic, which is funny because that was not my logic when I was 20. Yeah. When I was I'm 20, sure. I was going to drive up next to them and give them a dirty look and, you know, yeah. and all that. You were going to throw them. You know. Well, yeah, it's, 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 it's a, I guess it's a, it's a funny and dumb point at the same time. But um, I do think it's, it, it is key you're right that you have to be willing to let go of the victim consciousness mm-hmm. and i think that that is kind of one of my little pet peeves that i have with some elements of psychiatry some yeah is that that you know there are there are cases obviously in extreme cases where someone may need medication you know um to help them through a particularly traumatic process i'm not saying that that's you know, uh, in extreme cases, that that can be uh, valuable, I guess. Um, but I think that when you you know become medicated for the rest of your life, more often than not, 
you're not really mm-hmm. addressing or healing the wound, which often can be mm-hmm. dealt with. Yeah, I agree. And that, that you asked them at the beginning, what was my what event happened that shifted me from counseling to coaching? And I I think it has to do with just seeing over and over and over how people, okay, so I, I got a new office, and I have room in there for a couch and for this table that I called the table of designing your life. And I called the couch the couch of complaining. And right. so when clients would come in, I'd say, would you like to sit at the table of designing your life or the couch of complaining? And their decision right there would, would tell me their mentality. You right. know, are they in the victim mentality or are they ready to move on? And, and if somebody continually sat on the couch of complaining, I would not let them do that anymore and say, we're going to sit at the table here and do something different and um, just sit somewhere different for one thing that tell me the same stuff. But what good does that do? I, I just got so tired of... of the complaining with no um, willingness to make a change, and I can't change somebody's life. I can right. inspire, I can encourage, I can help and support and assist, and that's what I'm passionate about doing. But right. I can't make the changes for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, you can only motivate them. Ultimately, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to make decisions. They're going to make choices. You know, I don't, I don't get a lot of them, um, but I do get. Sometimes I'll get clients that will come in and they, they sort of pay me. I, I jokingly say they pay me to, to take an hour of my time to bitch and moan. Yeah, and I, you know, and I, 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 God bless them. If you, you know, if you want to drop, if you want to spend hundred bucks to, to, to piss and moan. For an yeah. hour, um, you know, it's not really the end of the world for me, but um, I'm going to, you know, halfway through start kind of pushing you toward, okay, saying, okay, I I, I, I think it's good to honor the piss and the moan, but uh-huh. keep for it brief. For a while. Yeah, keep it brief. You know, say uh-huh. your story and then be done with it, and now what are we going to do and what are we going to change? Yeah. Um, because, because it can be, if you, you know, I... talking about it, you're right. You I know, always, your husband is... An yeah. asshole. You're right. Yeah, you. You're, it's okay. We're not in debate about that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> That's the. You're it's like I, You're right. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. The, you, we, yeah. the point's been made. You know, I. Yeah. I always think that. I always think. I remember when I was a, when I was a kid and I had my first job as a toast boy in a uh, <laughs> in a cafeteria restaurant. The woman who was on the older woman. Now it's funny now. I'm like the old woman on the grill who was probably six. Right. Now, of course, I'm like, she's an old woman. I'm thinking, Jesus, you're like, you know, you're like 12 years from that dude. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, much less crabby, by the way. But she'd, she'd cook eggs and, and piss them on, and she'd always talk about her, her bastard husband who left her, um, mm-hmm. went out for a pack of cigarettes literally and never came back 18 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I'd always kind of think to myself, even at the time, I'm like, but, like, that was like 18 years ago. Like, I mean, why is it even a story anymore? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, what what are you doing? You know what I mean? You're still yeah. mad because he took off and left you. I think I can figure out why he left, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we can probably piece this together pretty quickly. Right. But I yeah. always made me laugh because I just thought, you know, the expression, get over it, um, that, that's a little long. I think you want to I think you want to think about what the, uh, how long a lifespan is yeah. and how long you're going to waste your energy on, on, on mm-hmm. crap. Uh, you know, because I, I think that every every difficulty that we go through can really be something that you use mm-hmm. in a way that that's very powerful. As a writer, a lot of my best writing, of course, comes from difficult experiences that I transformed. Yep. So, yep, that's right. what are you going to do with it? All right. Anyway. Yeah. Um, um, okay. So one other thing I'll say is that in the I do two kinds of coaching. One is like very structured where goals are set, mission statements are written. Um, there's pretty strict accountability for the steps that people um, decide they want to take in order to reach their goals. And then I do a more intuitive coaching that kind of goes with whatever may, we may be discussing on a given day and homework flows out of that. I still do accountability for the homework. Otherwise, what's the point, you know? Right. There needs to be accountability, I believe. Um, if you really want to get somewhere, and it's 
hard to hold ourselves accountable a lot of times. So, sure, pay me to hold you accountable. And um, and let's get you where you want to go. And and it's more of an intuitive go with the flow process. So I do both of those uh, types of coaching, and they're both fun and and both are very productive. And do you you do you work? I know you. I know you're 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 in, you're in Prescott, I believe, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I know. So you obviously. Do, I'm sure you're doing your seminars in Prescott. Do you do yes, phone yes. work with people? Do you primary work? You know, with, with yeah, in person. Phone, I do phone, Skype, um, in person. I do do uh, seminars in Phoenix and um, and in Prescott. And I'm talking to somebody about doing them in Tucson as well. Oh, cool. And then, I'll work with anybody on the phone or through email. You know, there's a lot can be done through email, and then also um, Skype is great. Yeah, I I I I got to get myself set with Skype. I'm partly there already, but um, I I do think that's one of the one of the nice things about the modern age of courses is there's a lot of ways to contact even if you're not. In, mm-hmm. um, in in the area, you still can work with somebody. You know, I'm actually yeah. at even in my in the work that I do. I'd say I'm at a point where almost three quarters of my clientele is now by phone. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, and which is wild. I mean, 15, twelve years yeah. ago, it was completely reverse. I've had maybe fifteen percent right. to twenty percent of my clientele was was by phone, and everyone really kind of came in, you know in person. Mm-hmm. But um, it, it, you know, it, you, you can still work that way, and, and Skype, of course, yes. adds a whole other element to it as well. The one thing I do like touch. to do in person, though, is the energy work. And what all what I offer people are personal retreats, like a personal retreat day, where here's the menu of options you can choose from. Put together what you'd like, from coaching to the full collage to energy work to a reading. Um, you know, angelic reading, any combination of those um, we can do. Do you do you have any uh, uh, any of these seminars coming up? I've got a, a um, healing with Archangel Michael seminar in January, and Envision Your Life is like a review of 2012 and a, a um, just mini goal setting for 2013 and then making vision boards. That's on January 5th, and then I'm going to do a make a date with your inner child, make a play date with your inner child class for February. Oh, great! Yeah. Well, so that's and how I'm could um, how to how can anybody listening get hold of you? My website is Elizabeth E L I Z A B E T H Dahlmeyer D A H L M-E-I-E-R dot com or my email is edalmeyer at hotmail dot com. Okay. Uh, yeah, because I, I think it's a kind of important. But that, I'm not sure if I added that to my newsletter when I put it out. Um, I don't think I did, actually. So uh, okay. it's good if anybody's kind of catching this. Uh, if you want to check that out, uh, you have an opportunity to do so. So, uh, And what's the plans for the future? Abundance. Yeah. <laughs> Just getting more and more um, in touch with and allowing my my own purpose to unfold and touching more people's lives from anywhere from birth through life to death. And um, just really, I believe that everybody was, is born with a purpose, and my purpose is to help people find theirs. Because if people are not living their purpose, they miss out on fulfillment and satisfaction and joy, and so does everybody around them. Yeah. By helping people find their purpose, it helps everybody. Absolutely, yeah, because when you're in alignment, you're in tune, you affect the people around you, you influence them, you're happier, you're more fulfilled. And I'm sure you'll agree with this, Elizabeth. I always should tell people that I think... (laughs) Sometimes people don't think their lives are exciting in that way, but we everybody has a purpose. Everybody has unique special right. abilities that were tailored by your astrology and various other factors on you know on this planet to do something uh, of potential value if you can tap into it. And so, nobody is going to be you right. ever again. So 
you know, this that's what I believe in, that this is your your shot to be the best you you can be for yourself and for everybody else on the planet. Excellent. Excellent. Well, believe it or not, we're we're out of time. Did I, I can't did believe I, it. Did I tell you an hour would be like two seconds? Yes, I'm, you I'm did. Telling you, every time I do this interview, people fun. always yeah, people always tell me that though. Like, I can't believe that was an hour. I'm like, I know it goes really, really, really fast. Yeah. Anyway, thank you for joining me today, Elizabeth. Thank you. Um, it was a pleasure. Yeah, folks, if you want to get hold of Elizabeth, check out her website, uh, email her, find out what she's doing. She's doing some good work. Thank you for joining me today here on Snake Oil Radio. Uh, I will be not here next week because uh, it's time for Jim to go to Vegas again. So uh, I will be out, and I'll be there uh, the following week with another Snake Oil Radio show. Thanks for joining me today, and uh, everybody have an awesome Thursday. Cheers. Thank you, Jim.